Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you are tuning in, and hope that you would be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. I'm glad to be here. Isn't there a sweet presence in this house this morning? And we know that it is the presence of the Lord. It is good to be with you. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Those of you who are watching us online, it is good to have you here with us. Um, those of you who are in person, God bless you. It's good to see your smiling faces. Uh, all right. Well, let's see what the Lord has to say to us this morning. We are in the Relationship Playbook series. And so hopefully y'all been enjoying this series here and so we've been talking about um, taking our time to talk about relationships as believers uh, the way we navigate in our relationships um, should be unique and distinguished because ultimately everything we do uh, or connect with should bring glory to God and so in this message series in the relationship playbook God has given us a playbook as believers to have healthy successful relationships that will honor him and so if you were here last week we had a very uh, candid conversation. <laughs> uh, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. We had a very candid conversation about sex. So hopefully it was a very open and transparent one that we had last week. If you weren't here, go watch it. I'm telling you. This set you free. <laughs> so today, um, today I'm going to stay in the same vein, but we're going to go a little further. Are you ready? Today, Pastor B is going to give you 10 commandments as it pertains to dating. 10. Now, these are not 10 on how to get a man or a woman. These are things that you must consider. Um, you know, there's pretty more that's out there, but I'm just give you 10. Something that can help you. If you say, man, I suck at dating. Well, today, let's give you some help. Hmm? Uh, let's let's do that. Let's do that. Now, again, these are not in any particular order, uh, but these are some principles that I feel that can be helpful to us um, as we navigate in our relationships as believers. There are those. I'm not saying everybody is meant to be married. You're not going to hear that from me. I'm not going to tell you that. Hey, you're going to follow this, and then bam, Prince Charming or Miss You Know Beautiful Thing is going to walk through the door. I'm not telling you that. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is for those of you who desire marriage and those of you who believe God has given you the gift of marriage, this is what you need to follow. Or something you should help to follow, help to follow or something that you can gauge certain things when it comes down to a potential person. All right? So that's what we want to deal with, and um, hopefully this will be a blessing. All right, so let's get the party started. All right, let's go to commandment one. I got ten, so I got to move. <laughs> All right, hit the, uh, there we go. Thank you. So let's get ready. Thou shall love thyself before so loving someone else. Let's write that down right there. Thou shall love thyself before loving someone else. Now, is this talking about you need to be all self-absorbed? No, I'm not talking about that. Here's the issue. If you don't know how to love yourself through the eyes of Jesus Christ, then you will allow someone else to teach you how to love you. 
No one should teach you how to love you. The only one should, who should really teach you how love ought to be is Christ himself. And understanding who you are through him first can help you then be able to love someone else. You don't know what true love is until you have came in connection with Jesus. Jesus doesn't. Jesus gives us a holy love, a love that is set apart, not one that is perverted by the lens of the world or the perspective of the love of the world. That's why we need to be renewed by the transforming of our minds, because we have to be reprogrammed to know what love is by God's standard and not of the world's. And so what a lot of times is we get into these a lot of abusive or toxic relationships is because we don't know how to love ourselves first. And if you don't know how to love yourself first, that's why you shouldn't be so fast to get into a relationship if you don't know who you are. Because you will allow someone else to tell you who you are. You get what I'm saying? You have to learn how to love yourself. What do you, what do, what, what do you like? What do you love? How's somebody going to ask you and, and you'd be like and come into America? Whatever you like. The first one. Jump like a dog. <laughs> you know, don't, come on. <laughs> how you, how you going to tell somebody what you expect and you don't even, well, whatever you expect. That don't work like that. And then what happens is you start taking on their interests and you don't even know what yours is. And then later on in the relationship, it causes problems because when you finally ding, 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 get alert, you realize I don't like that. This is why you need to embrace your singleness and be content in your singleness so you know what is that you like and what you don't like so that you can go into a relationship with someone else saying this is what I expect and this is how I'm going to love you because this is how I like to be loved. You get what I'm saying? Let's, there's Bible to back this up. I ain't going to give you nothing. Let's go to the next verse in the next one here. What's up everyone? I'm Leticia Hill from Transformation Christian Fellowship and I'm so excited about our children's ministry launch of TCF Kids. This is a Bible session that we are having every fourth Sunday, February 26th. I'm going to be teaching the kids about God's love and how we can love others in celebration of Valentine's Day. And I'm so excited to meet all of your children. We're having it with children's four to eight. So please bring your child four through eight to join me every fourth Sunday of the month. And again, transformation starts here. Write this down. Mark 12, 30, verse 31. Everyone, let's read it together. And you must... Let's go to the next one. This is what Jesus said. I didn't say it. I didn't make this up. Jesus said, first of all, the greatest commandment is the number one, love God. We'll get into that later. I'll, I'll expound upon that later. But here's the second one. Do what? Love your neighbor as who? You know why all this craziness is going on in the world? Because either people don't love themselves. Because how can you love your neighbor? Do you like getting beat? No. Do you not like getting treated or just because it was a good day? Don't you like those types of things? So if I'm going to love my neighbor, I got to love my neighbor as myself. Yeah. 
Because you ain't going to want to do yourself bad or you, I would hope you don't want to. So this is what you have to consider. These are, no other commandment is greater than what? These. To love God and love your neighbor as who? Yourself. So if I'm going to, this is not even just intimately, if I'm going to love my family, if I'm going to love the friends in the platonic relationships I got, say, Lord, help me with my toxic tendencies. Because the problem is you take it into something else. I don't want to be with somebody who's got toxicity. I, I don't got time for that. I have a kid. I got a wife. I run a church. I, there's too much going on in life. <laughs> you, you got family. You got, you, got, you got If you got children, you got business, you got work. Listen, I got time for sleep. And if I'm coming out the house with me and my wife, then it better be something worth it. Because uh, I don't got time. I don't got time. Again, commandment one. Let's put it back on the screen too. Thou shall. Love thyself before loving someone else. And the people of God said, amen. amen. Let's go to uh, uh, commandment two, shall we? Thou shalt ask many questions while in the process of dating. Let me tell you something. Questions are for the purpose of getting to know the individual. But also questions are for the purpose of observing the actions or the answers by which an individual has stated based on the questions that they gave, that you gave them. It is your way to continue to ask questions. You don't stop asking questions on the first date. All right, get past all the little nice stuff. What's your favorite color? What type of movies you like? Ooh, what's your candy? I, nobody cares about your candy. We need to know who are you. Do you got a criminal record? Are you crazy? We need to know these things. <laughs> Come on in here. We need to know where are you from? Let's get past all the nice little uh, pageantry. What'd you say? What'd you say, Prince? <laughs> Baltimore, oh, get out of here. <laughs> we need to get past all of that. I want to hear that. We'll get to that later. You know what I'm saying? What's your favorite roses and all of that stuff like that? Like, get past all that. The first day me and my wife was talking, we asked each other like 30 questions. We went down that whole list. I don't care about your favorite color. Not yet. We'll get to that later. Give me something else. That's the problem now. People, you, you, you'll be surprised that when you go in the council somebody in marriage, how much people actually talked about. You get the counseling, and I'm like, okay, so did you guys talk about children? In? Well, I want one. Well, I don't want none at all. How is it in the counseling session we're talking about these things? That's not good. We should have been talking about this in day one. Why? Because questions set expectations. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have to ask questions. Questions bring revelatory answers. If you don't, if you, this is the same thing with God. God, we're in a relationship with God, right? The same thing with him. We ask him questions. He welcomes the questions. And our sidebar right here, we had a series called I Got Questions that Pastor Dom let off. So go watch that in your free time because it will help you answer many of the questions as it pertains to life. And to put more pressure on him, he's working on a book that I don't know when it's coming out, but I put it out in the air so that he can start working on it. <laughs> and the people of God said, amen. Got questions. 
what but the Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. Now, he's, he's asking to the Father, right? Let me put it in all the context because I'm not taking anything out of context. But that principle still relates to anything. If you are unsure on something, you need to ask questions. If you want to come out of being ignorant, you need to then enlighten yourself with questions. Huh. But it matters what questions you ask. Because not all questions are the right questions. Huh? You know, everybody says there's no such thing as a dumb question. Oh, yes, there is. Oh, yes, there is. Don't let nobody tell you it isn't. <laughs> oh. All right, let's keep it moving. Number three, because I got ways to go. I ain't even on five. Let's go to number three. <laughs> oh, woo. Thou shalt date with the intent of marriage. Amen. Let me tell you something. If marriage is not the golden, what are we doing? What are we doing? If you want a friend, then we can stay friends. If that ain't what you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? I don't date with the intent. Uh, I don't believe in this casual dating because I don't have casual time. Come on now. Amen. Come on. I want you to put that there. I don't believe in casual dating because I don't have casual time. Next time you're with somebody, they talk about, oh, I think about, well, I don't have casual time. I don't have the leisure. I could be doing other things. Amen. I'm telling you, time is precious. You can't get back time. You can't, I'm not going to put myself in, pour out myself to somebody who ain't worth the time. If we ain't working the marriage, then what are we doing? Listen, I told my wife, listen, even on the day, the first, like, listen, I date with the intent of marriage. If I don't see this going towards marriage, well, this is going to, this is not going to happen. I'm going to leave. We're going to be good friends and keep it moving. Amen. Why? Because... You people wasting time. You wasting time just dealing with, okay, you, if you already know, wow, I don't see this going anywhere. Just don't do what Elder Boomy does. And that's ghost. <laughs> it just went over. Just, just, Eric, it just went over. It didn't catch it. If you don't get a text message, brothers, just know it's over. <sighs> Seriously, man, let me tell you something. You, 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 have to, you have to understand that if we're not doing this with that intent, then why are we even getting involved? Why do that? If you want some companionship, find a friend. If you want marriage, to go find that. That's what you're seeking. If that's what you're seeking, amen? amen? So that's what we have to understand. And because that's important. Here we go. Genesis 2.24. Genesis 2.24 says this. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and, and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is why I'm coming out the house. Or this is why I'm leaving my personal space to join you for the purpose of us coming together as one in marriage. In marriage. Not just us 
living together as roommates and having the pleasures of a married couple. Because again, you're still a roommate. Why? You don't have a ring. You have nothing to affirm what you all have. Well, pastor, the paper, don't tell me. Yo, it's not about the paper. It's about you're unwilling to make a commitment before God and to that person. You're not as committed to them as you think you are. <laughs> you ain't committed. Because if you were, because let me tell you, marriage don't change nobody. It's the people that make up a marriage. I want to get it out your mind to think that it's marriage that ruins relationships. No, the people were ruined before marriage. And they didn't, and they didn't ask each other questions. They, didn't, they weren't loving themselves prior to, and then that's what they did. They got married. And then now, uh, marriage. And now what we have is people like, I ain't going to call her name out there, but you have people like saying like a divorce is almost like a, congr- a, 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 a graduation. It don't make sense. Y'all know who I'm talking about because y'all know social media. Y'all use who I'm talking about in your mind because you know who I'm talking about. That's craziness. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. I ain't going to say her name. We're going to leave her out here and pray for her. Amen. But what I'm saying is, it's like, come on, that's not it. And now I'm going to tell you something. Life is not over, and we're going to get into this on couples night. Life is not over just because you have a divorce. You can always rise, okay? Because it's not always your fault, the reason why the divorce happened. It could have been that somebody along the way allowed the enemy get into them and stop working. It wasn't that you didn't ask the right questions. It wasn't that you didn't, you know, it's sometimes people just say, hey, I'm done with it. They don't want to continue to persevere in this thing called love. So you can rise back from that. You can rise back from it, and that don't have to define you. But don't look at it like it's some congrat, like graduation. Dun, 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 you know, that, nah. Nah. All right, well, let's keep it moving. I got to get to number four. Oh, I'm not ready for this one. Thou shall not date someone out of convenience. <laughs> oh, they're around. <laughs> that hurt you right there. Convenience. How many of us in the room? Show of hands. You don't have to raise your hand if you don't want to. How many of us in this room have fallen in danger to dating someone out of convenience? They were always there. And you're like, oh, man, let me get him a try. <laughs> I'm telling you, the days get lonely. And then all of a sudden, you like, they don't look too bad. I guess. <laughs> Let me get the. Hey, you want to go out? And did you did you date? Oh, they're they're just so nice. But you don't love them. <laughs> Nor do you don't even like them. You know they're cool, but you date not a convenience. That's an issue. That's an issue. Here's the issue with that, because you actually need to be in someone you actually see yourself falling in love with. Not somebody you just see out of convenience. They've been trying to pursue you, but in your spirit, you just like, nah. You're a nice person. Sweetie, you're nice. But nah. It ain't going to work. Not everything that glitters is for you. Not everything 
that you see that's appealing to your type is for you. And you have to be honest, like, listen, because I respect you. See, people don't do that in today's world. You know, sometimes what people do now is send a DM through IG and say, you know, I don't think this is going to work. Let's text somebody. Why don't you call them? Huh? What happens to the what happened to communication now? We're sending we're sending how we feel to people through emojis, through gifs. <laughs> Send it to gifs. This ain't gonna work. God bless you. Bye bye. That's cold. That's cold. Heartless and immature. Come on, somebody. Well, we gotta, we gotta be honest with this thing. Come on, we live in this, this man. It is. Let me tell you something. For the, my single folk or my single friends, especially here at the church, tell me all the time that dating now is ghetto. ghetto. It's it's very ghetto with a capital G. Like some of the things that are being done now is completely like, what in the world? Like some of these stories I hear, I say, God. So I then start laying hands upon my son. And I start praying because I say, Father God, just please watch over this little man's soul as he grows up. Protect him of the evils that are out there, that lore. Got to. But you shouldn't date out of convenience because guess what? Oh, he, they conveniently got money, but they conveniently are not good as a person. Oh, they are conveniently, they're always present and all that stuff, but you don't have any type of attraction to them physically. Let me be honest with you. I don't care what nobody says about you. It's not always about physical attraction. You a liar. The truth ain't in you. You're not going to talk to them you ain't attracted to by the eye. Come on. The first thing is that did not catch you was a personality. It was what you saw with your eye. My wife has a nice personality, and I got to know it. But what caught me was what she had. By the eye. And asking questions make you see if looks are deceiving or not. Huh? Time to tell you. People preach to us and be like, it ain't about that. You a liar. And that's why some of them brothers be stepping out on their wives because of that. I ain't throwing nobody on the bus. I'm telling you what it is. Let's tell the truth. Let's have real talk. Because you ain't being honest. Mr. I ain't about what it looks like. All right, then, then stay loyal. Come on in here. And the people God said, amen. <laughs> All right, let's go to number five. Man, the time is getting away from me. Oh, man, this is another one right here. Thou shall live up to the standards one places on a potential significant other. Here's the thing right here, man. I got to park right here for a second. You know, we got so many standards and we got so many lists and all of this stuff. Oh, she need to be this. She need to do that. This, this, and that. Now, my question to you is, are you willing to do that for them? Because you're not, let me tell you something, you are not the only prize in the relationship. Let me tell you something, brothers, you a prize too. She ain't the only prize. 
She wants you to be a hardworking man, all this stuff, and I want you to do the same. I need to see if you're not lazy. Huh? I'm not limiting you to what the roles that we give. Uh, you need to cook and all of that stuff like that because she may can't cook, but she couldn't do other things. You know what I'm saying? You know, run the business. She can manage money better than you. Great. You know what I'm saying? You know, there ain't, it's not the traditional roles here. You know, this is 2023 here. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's good women out there who know how to run a home, who know how to run a home and their business and all that stuff at the same time while still meeting your need. Amen. Amen. She's your crown, brother. Amen. Precious jewel. But so are you to her. Amen. And so if she put expectations on you, she better be able to have live up to them same expectations and vice versa. Amen. Because both people, when you get married, you are both prized possessions to each other. Amen. It's not just one. We always try to say like one person, oh, wait a second. That's why some men don't come to church now. Because it's almost like it's always catered to, well, what are we? Just just people in the trash? Like, no. Nah. We prize possessions too, brothers. And the brothers said what? Amen. Amen. We sons of God too. You daughters of the most high. We sons of the most high too. Amen. We should be treated too with respect as well as we treat you. Because both of us are prizes in this whole thing. I know I'm a prize. Amen. You are too. So, I hear it all the time. These people make these standards and craziness. Like, they need to be a six-figure brother working their own business and all of this stuff. I heard somebody say, I won't date a person that works nine to five. I said, then what are you? I'm like, what are you doing? You're putting all of these unrealistic expectations on somebody. And I say, we... You ain't nothing, although grandioso, to be thrown all of this stuff for. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. You don't got no job. <laughs> you don't got no job. You telling somebody else to have a job, and you don't got no job. Come on. Come on. What sense does that make? He got to be educated, but you ain't. Come on. Make it make sense. Don't set standards for people that you will not do for themselves, that you won't do. And can I take it out of intimate platonic too? Don't make, don't set standards in your friendships and you ain't living up to them standards. Oh, I need somebody to be honest and, and be truth and keep my secrets. And you, you tell everything. They don't work that way. Don't, can't keep nothing, can't keep water. Can't hold the water. Jeez. I love the sayings of the old folk. I love it. You can't keep nothing down. Here it is. Um, <laughs> six. Let's go six. <laughs> oh, I know this is going to catch a lot of flight with people, but it's the truth. Thou shalt not date someone who's not a believer. Here's what I'm saying to you. <sighs> oh, sweet Jesus. Help me, Holy Ghost. It don't work. It does not work. Now, let me make a disclaimer for a second. Now, is every believer compatible to you? No. But you need to be with somebody who believes what you believe, especially as it relates to your faith. We may not agree on everything like politics and all, but that right there, we better believe believing. 
Because something is wrong there. Here's a, I couldn't put this in my 10 because I'd feel like it was the same thing. I don't believe that believers should be evangelistically dating. I'm going to make this plain. It's different when you are married and one of you all gave your life to Christ. That's a different scenario. But if you already knew out the gate and you were a believer and you knew out the gate because you like a certain type and you knew what they were because they just said they love God and their actions don't even show that they love God, nor do they put him in any type of respect, you didn't already set yourself up for failure because they will not respect your devotion to the Heavenly Father at all. And then two, you can't be nobody's God. You ain't Jesus to them. You ain't going to save them. Thank you, son. I hear you. You ain't nobody's God. I'm being honest. You can't save nobody. You can pray for them. Hope they come to Christ. Hey, you come to Jesus? Maybe we can talk later. Maybe. If I didn't find anybody else. <laughs> Maybe you come back around. Well, we got to be truthful. Because this is what I see all the time. You want to know that one compromise will mess up a lot of things down the road. You don't see it as a compromise. And if you don't see it as a compromise, you need to look at yourself and what you really believe. Because what can happen at times is that one compromise can help compromise what you believe. Especially when a person ain't really sold out. And then if you're compromising so easily by what somebody else says, well, did you really love Jesus in the first place? Or is he a mixture in all of your theology? Because let's be honest, how all of a sudden you changed your whole faith just because of one person. Then you weren't never sold out to begin with. You never gave Jesus your heart. If Jesus really has your heart, it is no way in the world you can give yourself to somebody else who don't have the heart of God. Because let me make this very plain and very clear. When you get married, you are submitting to one another, right? But there's a duality here. The man is the head of the household. And how can you submit to a man who don't know the father? And here you go, brothers. How can you submit to a woman who don't know how to submit to Christ so she, commits, so, so she can submit to you? It don't work. I know they look good. I know they have all the aesthetics that are pleasing. But it ain't worth it. Because that will always be a point of contention. Why are you going to church on Sunday? We could be going and doing all of this. Look here, you heathen. You need to make sure you're in church. I don't care if you're online or in person. You better get your tail here. There's so many ways. You better know who this Jesus is. Number one, more importantly than anything, listen, it's because of your soul. People crying over people knowing goodness well they're not getting in. <laughs> because guess what? I ain't going to see you from the next life. Because you don't know Jesus. Hello, I'm Vernon Hill Sr., teaching pastor here at TCF. Hello, my name is Aretha Hill. I am the director of Glory Girls. Thank you for watching us today. If you're in need of a church community and you feel the Lord leading you to connect to this ministry, become more than a member. Be a partner. 
When you partner with TCF, you become an agent of change, assisting the vision and the mission of the church to connect lives of the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. We would love to partner in community and do life with you. So come to TCF. We look forward to seeing you. And remember, transformation starts here. That's what I'm mourning over the most. When I know somebody don't know Christ, I'm never going to get a chance to see them again. Because they didn't make a, they didn't get, they never gave Jesus their, their heart. They never believed. But guess what? You ain't meant to date them. You can lead them to Christ, but you shouldn't be leading into nothing else. It's one thing or another if God speaks to you and say God, is God says that he's going to change their heart and all of that stuff. Like, okay, that's one thing. But God better be really talking to you about that. And I ain't here to tell you that he's not going to tell you that. Because I'm not God. I don't sit on the throne. I don't watch over any of this. But what I'm saying to you is there is no need for evangelistic dating. Because I see it all the time. Well, he can change. She can change. I just bring her on Easter Sundays and that should be cool. It ain't going to work. It's not going to work. And, you, and technically you cannot withhold sex. We're trying to do that too. Let's go to commandment number seven. Uh, oh, I got some scripture. Oh, yeah, I got some scriptures for this. Wait a second. Thank you, Pastor Dahl. <laughs> Thank you. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14. And let's read it together. Don't team up with those. It's in the book. Verse 15. What harmony can there be between Christ and how can? Verse 16. And what union can there be between God's temple? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God. What distinguishes your relationship? When you, when two believers are committed and, and they give their, and they make vows before God, God, that is their, his people. And he's shining them, showing them off, his people. This, this, that's why divorce should not be high among the people of God. It should not. Now, divorce happens. I understand that. No shame. But we got to be wise if we are so-called his people. That's what I'm making a talk. This is what I'm, this is the whole premise of it. If you are really God's people, then you need to be a lot smarter than what you are. You need to be a lot wiser about how you roaming in these streets. That's what I'm saying. This is the premise. You need to be very aware of who is who around you at all times. Because you two can't walk together. And if you were walking together beforehand, Unless you want to transform and come into the fellowship like me, it ain't going to work. Let's move along. Verse, let's go to seven. Oh. Mm, mm, mm. Let's read this one all together. Thou. Mm, mm, mm. 
That's a good one. Deborah, that's a good one. tell you let me let me i I gotta go bible here first deb let's go to john 16 verse 13 so i can expound upon this point when let me hear you sing when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you I can leave on this one right here. It's like, no. When the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, he going to alert you to these red flags. He will tell you about the future and can warn you. You may not want to talk to her, brother. Because there is a proverb when Solomon told his son, there's a house. Don't you go in there, Doc. Because if you go in there, you're not coming out. (laughs) You got to be wise in these streets. If you walk in the house, you're not coming out. You better see the red flags. Don't tell me that Holy Spirit don't guide nobody in the truth. Oh, yes, he does. He can. You just got to be open. Sometimes we want to ignore. Ah, that ain't that ain't you, Spirit. That ain't you. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. See, we always think that oh, the Holy Spirit's gonna just lead me into all truth about God's word. Oh, yeah, He can do that too, and that's His job to illuminate that to you. But He's also to guide you in all aspects of your life. God don't just want just you and no, He wants every aspect of your life all truth he's gonna lead and guide you into all truth are you hearing what i say he's gonna lead you into all truth did he say just some things no everything he gonna lead you in the problem is is that when we see it god he'd be speaking to you about platonic friends and you don't want to hear it you may not want to be with them. They're going to corrupt you. You may not want to do that. They're slick. You may want to stay away from them. Then when it happens, Lord, I can't believe. I told you, fool, in the first place. He knows how to lead you and guide you. You just got to be open for it. All of us, we want to ignore what's there. If it's there, believe it. I don't want to believe it. She's a 10. I'm, no, not happening. Do you see her body, dude? Well, you better believe God can give you the same body with somebody who actually is worth it. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit knows what you like. So does the devil, too. Be trying to act like y'all. Let me tell you something. Don't you let me help you understand this? Let me give you a brief study about angels and demons for a second. Angels has studied humanity, yeah. enemies, also, uh, and, and, and also fallen angels. Again, angels and fallen angels, they've studied humanity. Don't you understand that they've been around for a very long time? They were in the beginning with God, they saw the whole thing. <laughs> Don't you understand that when the devil fell and all of this stuff like that, he studied where he could get power from. What is the nation's greatest resource? 
Let, yell it out to me. What is the nation's greatest resource? It's people. So what did he do? He couldn't get power from God, so where he got it from? The next greatest thing to God, Adam. So because Adam fell, legally, the devil has now right to rule because man gave up his power. When you ignore certain things, you give up your power. When you choose to ignore the way of God, you become like the uh, you become like Esau who gives up their birthright for a sake of momentary pleasure because you chose to ignore. Now, can God redeem you? Yes, but will you get that birthright back again at that time for Esau? No. What am I saying? Certain things don't come back around again, even though you're restored. See, people don't want to tell you about that. It's just like, oh, God will bring you. Yeah, 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 yeah. God will restore back to you, but it ain't going to be in the same way that you thought. Yeah. You got restored your time and he can redeem the time, but it don't forsake the fact that you lost time. <laughs> See, nobody talks about to every action there is a consequence. And while God is very gracious, he does not allow, he don't allow the consequence to overcome you, but he does not take the consequence from you. Yeah, God is gracious. He is. He's merciful. He's merciful to not let you drown in it. You get what I'm saying? But it still doesn't, you make a decision. Decisions come with, with every action. There is a reaction. It's the natural law. That guess who placed it? God. <laughs> Man didn't come up with this. Whatever you put into the universe, he get back to you. The universe can't give you nothing because it was created. How can a created thing give you anything? And you pray to a created thing. You people. Let's keep it moving. I got to move. I got three. I'm going to go through these real quick. Let's go to eight. Thou shalt date someone who has ambition and is actively working. I'm not spending time on this, but they need to, you need somebody with ambition who got a job or, or, or business and they're, they're trying to do well and stick with them. You know what I'm saying? Something, anything. I don't care if they're Uber, Uber door dashing to make ends meet or trying to do that in the meantime while they're trying to get certain things off the ground. You need to see that they got some type of ambition, a work ethic. You need to know if they're if they got some work to them. Anything. <clears throat> Let me tell you something. It's hard to survive for one one person income in these home, homes. This inflation out here. You see everything going on. This is ghetto out here, man. Man, I cry now. Going to the grocery store. I cry. My, well, I'm, I, let me not let me not lie. When I Instacart and see the prices, <laughs> oh man, can I be honest? Like, come on, you know, I, you know, you know, Pastor loves to be honest. Me and my wife, we was ordering the baby's uh, 
formula and uh, and diapers. And um, we we breastfeed mostly, but we, we well, she breastfeed. And I don't do anything. Thank you, Tamika. You called me. I I don't. I wasn't made. You feel me? <laughs> thank you, God. I thank God every day that He made me as a man. Amen. I praise you. I know my role. She be in the back there pumping and carrying on. I, I just washed the supplies. <laughs> ah, I love this church. Listen, I'm looking at this Instacart. I'm like, <laughs> just looking like, 200, what? I'm looking at this, I'm like, this baby eat. I'm like, oh, geez. do I get four cans or three? Maybe I can. If she breastfeeding, you know, maybe. But if I don't get it now, then I'm gonna have to pay for it later. I just got paid, so I don't get paid. And then. Jesus, now I believe in sowing and tithing, but let me uh, let me borrow some of that ten percent out of. <laughs> Come on, let's be honest, man. Let's tell the truth. I'd be like, hey, Jesus, now God, I'm a humble servant. Yeah, how is this down the street from my house? And maybe I can play one of them numbers and see. <laughs> I probably think this dude's a heathen. No, I'm not. I just, I'm telling you, the thoughts go through your mind. <laughs> I'm just going to keep on sewing it and sewing and tithing, and then I'm going to get it back. Amen. I'll get it back. Even soon. What's that mega million like? It's 600 million. Lord, I don't even really need 600 million. If I get a scratch off, maybe that's 50,000. <laughs> 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 Sad. Y'all know it be going through your mind. I'm just saying, you look at it, man, this is crazy. So you need somebody who's actively doing something. Amen. Amen. Be active. Amen. Go after your dreams. Amen. Let's go to nine. Oof. Thou shalt say I do before you do. Meaning, before you do anything, procreate. All the good old stuff and pleasures we talked about last week. Make sure you got this. And make sure it's worth this before you do. Oh, uh, we can have, you know, like I said, most people, we want to have babies first. It's like reverse now. Like, that's not a commitment, too. Like, this is crazy to me. It doesn't make sense. I'm like, that's a commitment that I don't, uh, you can't walk away from. Let's go first. Let's, let's, let's first see if we can go down the aisle before you give a, a person the precious of your womb and your seed. Let's look at that first. And you ain't, shouldn't be opening up your womb to nobody who ain't willing to commit to you. 
And you shouldn't be giving up your seed to somebody you sketched about anyway. Because guess what? <laughs> Something is being produced and replicated and certain things are attached and you want to want to know who you're hooking up with because you will realize as people grow and as children grow you'll see the personalities that they take a hold of and the things that they struggle with is due to something and it goes somewhere so people need to be real wise about what you're doing I know you grown and all of that stuff, but guess what? God, you're not smarter than God. There's a reason why God put boundaries on something that he meant for pleasure of men. He know how powerful it is because it's more than pleasure. It's other things that are attached to this because of the sake of populating the earth, dominating, all of that stuff. And so I have to put boundaries on it because if not, then people will be connecting and all of this stuff like that and producing children in toxic situations. And you wonder why some of the children are shooting people out in these streets, bringing guns to school, all of this stuff like that. Why? It's learned behavior. The enemy is producing children at, <laughs> at a high rate. And if we don't get to them, you're going to lose a whole generation. We're going to lose a whole generation. Let's get to 10. I'm, I'm, I'm closing on this. This is my last one. Thou shall not dump the creator to date the created. This is the last one that I end on here. People, I know you want to be in a relationship so bad, they, but you made it to be an idol, and you have to stop. Anything that takes the place of God, you've made an idol. People have worshipped weddings, worshipped being married more than worshipping the God of their salvation. And you wonder why you're still single. Because God ain't going to give you something that's going to replace him. <laughs> it ain't even just about marriage neither. You've barely been longing for something that replaces God and God knows giving it to you will do the very thing. And then you will ask for it too much and God will back away. God will say, will give it over to you and let you be go over to whatever the thing that you prayed for. And then you realize, wow, this ain't what I thought it is. That's also the case too. I see it so many times that once somebody, you forget all about God, who gave it to you, who got you, all of this stuff. You dump the creator just to get with his creation. And you put everything else before God. And then it's, it may start out good for a little second. Oh, but trust and believe. Oh, the day of reckoning is coming. <laughs> the honeymoon, poof, all goes up and you're trying to figure out what happened. Why? Because the creator was never in the midst of this. Because you're so busy. I don't want to be lonely. I guess I'm lonely. I'm tired of it. Lord, I don't want to be single no more. Flavor. <laughs> <laughs> you doing all of this. See, this is the point of singleness, though, is appreciating who your father is and understanding that I must love him first before I love anybody else. 
Let's go back to Mark chapter 12. <clears throat> I, I, I'm ending. I, I went too long. But Mark chapter, Mark chapter 12, verse 29. <clears throat> Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. Verse 30. Here we go again. And you must love who? The Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. That's where it starts. Because if you can't do that, you're not going to be adequate in your love with his creation. Don't dump God. I love what Solomon said. He says, don't forget in Ecclesiastes 12 verse 1, don't forget to your creator in your youth. Don't forget. Don't forget him. And then he goes really dark. <laughs> when your teeth start crinkling and you get old, <laughs> like, he gets very dark. <laughs> you ever wrote Ecclesiastes 12? The whole book of Ecclesiastes can be very dark. Very. But here's what I'm saying to you. It is not, why leave God on the wayside for the sake of getting his creation? Your best treasure, your best, excuse me, your best treasure is God. And then what he gives is on top. But the treasure itself is God. And then everything he else he gives are just bonuses. But he's the ultimate treasure. And you need to see it as that. Romans 1.25. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worship and serve the things God created instead of the creator himself. Who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. This is what they did. They traded God for a lie. Some people have traded God for moment, for many of things. And in relationships, I've seen it all too happen too far. I've seen people trade their kids for the sake of a person. Forsake their children just for the sake of wanting to be in a relationship. Because that's what he or she wanted. And I'm telling you, it never ends well. That's the first sign of abuse. <laughs> It never ends well. And you're trying to figure out, oh, Lord, what happened? Oh, no, you know what happened. You left me on the side. I never sanctioned. You can't ask God to bless something he ain't never sanctioned. That goes to anything. If he didn't sanction it, don't act. Don't wonder why. I didn't sanction this. It ain't going to be blessed. I didn't sanction any. Anything that's unholy, don't ask God to bless. God is not going to bless nothing that's not holy. Don't ask God to bless a union that's not holy. And guess what? It's okay if you started out wrong. Guess what? You can get on track. And then God will bless that. But he ain't going to bless something that started off unholy. And then like, Lord, I serve. Well, start it right. Do right. Stand your feet. I'm done. I went a little longer than what I expect, but this is necessary. And I have to take my time to do this because you need to understand now, some of you, you're going to forget all of this when you leave out the door, and I know. But I pray that my, 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 my voice would be somewhere in your ear, reminding when you see that red flag, you hear my voice saying, you better hit the door. <laughs> Run! 
Some of you need to do what Scar told Simba, run and never return. That's what I'm laughing. You know, some people give Elder Booby a flag for it, but I don't fully disagree. Some of you got the ghosts. They got the wrong ghost in them. If you don't know Jesus, <laughs> I give you Jesus today. <laughs> I give you Jesus. Let me tell you something. The way that you receive Jesus is through repentance and believing on him. You have to first know that you are a sinner. I don't know what nobody told you. You're a sinner. You're falling from grace. But you need to know who Jesus is. Because this Jesus, not the one that say, oh, that's the white person's gospel. None of that stuff that is out there in the media that wants you to hear something else. No, this is the Jesus that really walked this earth. There's proof of his resurrection. There's proof that he did what he did. There's not even just proof that is that lays in the Bible. There's actual archaeological evidence that proves it. There are there are, are, are sources who are who who are not believers of that day who could tell you that there was a Jesus and the in the, the uproar that Jerusalem was in because of this resurrection. I'm trying to tell you today that there are two places. They're either heaven or hell. I know people don't tell you that eternity is real, but you spend eternity somewhere. I heard somebody say that there's such a thing called lost souls where souls just roam the earth. No, there's not. God put a holding place for those who are believers and those who are unbelievers. And the holding place for those who do not choose to believe in Jesus is hell. Hell was not destined for you and I. It was destined for Satan and his fallen and the fallen angels. People go to hell based upon their belief, not based upon their actions, based upon their belief. If they don't believe by faith that Jesus is God and that Jesus was rose from the dead, then I'm sorry to tell you, my friend, you're not on your way to heaven. While God, ladies and gentlemen, is ex has exclusivity about him, he's very inclusive. Excuse me, while God is inclusive, he's very exclusive. While God loves everyone, you still have to be on the winning side. You still have to make a decision. God does not take the ball out of man's court. He puts it in your court. Say, hey, my son died. My plan for eternity was that people would receive him. Will you make the choice today? Because guess what? If you really give Jesus your heart, your actions will transform to this new belief. And so I give you Jesus. I give you Jesus. You have to just come and receive it by faith. Hey, if you want to rededicate your life back to Christ, you can do that as well. It is not God that drifted in the relationship. It was you, but God is still right here with open arms. God didn't turn change who he is. You made a decision, but that's okay. God is saying, come back home. Come back home. You may be also saying, hey, I need a church home. Listen, this crazy guy, this pastor here, Pastor B, I would love to pastor you. However, I'm more concerned and do life with you and all of that stuff like that. I love our little family here. But guess what? I'm more important. I'm more pressed about you being and knowing who Jesus is. Because if you don't know him, this is all in vain. 
So with every eye closed, those of you who are here, those of you who are watching online, I want everyone to say a prayer of repentance and receive Jesus into your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. I repent of my sins and my actions, Lord. I acknowledge that you died on the cross, that you were buried, and that you rose for me, and that you ascended to the right hand of the Father. And so today, I want to make you the Lord over my life. I want to make you ruler over my life. Today, in Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the very first time, it's not the prayer that makes you saved. It's what you come, it's your real heart's confession that makes you saved today. Text that number of those of you who are watching, those of you who made that decision today, fill out that connection card. We would love to talk to you about your next steps. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you would subscribe so you can continue to be empowered by the latest message. For more information about Transformation Christian Fellowship or Pastor Brandon Hill, visit our website, transformationchristianfellowship.org, or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to the number 94000 or visit our website. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, Transformation starts here.